You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Today, I have Melissa Houston on the line, and I'm super excited to have her on because she is a CPA and a financial strategist for CEOs, which is something that is super important. Um, She's a columnist for Forbes.com and the host of the Business Society podcast. Melissa helps successful business owners increase their profit margins without having to increase their revenue so that they keep more money in their pocket while increasing their personal wealth, which is what we need. So thank you so much, Melissa, for being on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here today. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, let's just hop right in. So before we hit record, I gave you a little bit about me and my, and our businesses, me and my husband. And this is something that's so important because a lot of people don't understand what the difference is between profit and revenue. So if you can just explain that, just to give a little background before we jump in. Absolutely. So profit is essential. You need to be earning profit in your business in order for your business to survive. So that's why people go into businesses to make profit. So what often happens, I've noticed with clients, is that they're focusing on the revenue instead of the profit, right? So, you know, I hear a lot, especially in the online space where it's like, oh, I had a seven figure launch and oh, you know, my business is eight figures and, you know, they're throwing out these enormous numbers, right? And, you know, if you're making a million dollars in your launch, that's fantastic. But you really need to look at what's going on in your expenses, right? Because the truth is, once you have a look at all the money that goes into these, you know, multiple six-figure, seven-figure launches, what have you, the expenses are so high that quite often um, these business owners are rarely breaking even, Sometimes they, these launches are at a loss or their profit margin is very minimal. So you have to really have a look and say, okay, what's going on that makes my work worthwhile because I really want to be making money and money is nothing if your expenses are eating up your revenue. Exactly. Exactly. And see, I preach the same thing on the personal finance side. I'm like, okay, keep your overhead, which is your debt, your bills, all that stuff as low as possible. So that way you can see more of your check coming in. So it's the same concept on the business side. But like you said, a lot of times we just focus on the revenue and that's coming from someone that is a business owner with a business that has a lot of revenue, but it also has a lot of expenses. And exactly. That part, um, because it wasn't until we hired a bookkeeper and we actually saw like our books and how like close it was every month as far as profit was concerned to where it kind of opened our eyes. So I'm so glad that you gave us that definition of the difference between profit and revenue. So business owners, if you didn't catch anything else, you know, I do these kind of recap things. Um, Look at your profit, not your revenue. So Oh, and go ahead. No, sorry. I was just going to say, I'm so grateful that you shared that story, right? Because so many business owners are in the dark about their business finances. And you need to, if you can't do the books on your own, you need to get a bookkeeper in there early so that you can see what's going on in your business. And when you realize that you're not that profitable, you can stop those money leaks, 
right? So the longer it takes for you to look within your business and see what's going on, the more money you're losing. Exactly. And you need to realize when it's time, like even if you are good at keeping the books, which I was up until a point, you have to realize also when it's time for a second set of eyes or when it's time for like maybe the business grew too much and now you're struggling to keep up with the books. So to recognize those two moments in where you definitely need to hire someone just to take a look. And even if it's a one-time thing, like maybe um, because how I was engaged with this original book, Keeper is catching our books up from the year. And so I felt like I did everything right. But of course, she was able, she was a second set of eyes. She was able to find some things where, you know, I kind of made some mistakes. And so that way she can clean them up a little bit and now we can move forward. So there's so many different ways that you can get your books in order as a business owner. And it's important. So you don't keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again. Um, exactly. Right. So with that being said, one thing that is really um, like nobody really talks about is making sure that you have a reserve of cash for your business. Um, and that falls in line with the whole profit thing. Um, so if you can just explain what are the three reasons why a business needs a reserve of cash? I am so glad that you brought this up because it's so often that business owners don't think about this, right? And having a cash reserve is like having an emergency fund. So it's really important once you start making profit, instead of starting to, you know, spend your money on vacations and new cars and, you know, all the things that really tempt us, because let's face it, you know, we are human and, you know, there's a reason why we started our business too is is to indulge in these things and there's nothing wrong with it but first things first is protecting your business so when you keep a cash reserve what that does for you is it offers stability for your your business it's like an insurance policy right so if you've got a cash reserve that can get you through some tough economic times like you know We've had a horrible, you know, 2020 and 2021, but you know, under normal circumstances, we would usually, you know, maybe have a couple of months of reserve to get you through so that when the economic tough times come, you're comfortable and you know that you've got this and that you have set yourself up for success because there is constantly those up and downs in the market, right? So, you know, you're going to have super fruitful months, And then other months, it's going to be completely dry. So you want to make sure that you keep that cash reserve on there to get you through those tough times. Oh my gosh, that is so true. Because I know in one of our businesses, it usually slows down during the winter months. And we had um, quite a few big expenses come up, unplanned expenses um, leading up to this time. And so we're like, oh, our cash reserve that we were using for winter now we're just like hmm how are we going to you know make sure that the business keeps going and so um I'm so glad you brought that up because it is so true it's like an emergency fund for your business absolutely and another point too I'd like to add is that if you don't have a cash reserve um built up or you do but you also recognize the need for a line of credit you are better off to have that line of credit application go in when things are going well because your chances of getting approved for that in your business are going to be a lot higher than when you absolutely need it so it's always great my first recommendation have that cash reserve but 
another fallback is, you know, a line of credit that you absolutely will, you know, pay back, but it's there to help you get through the tough times. Oh, that's a good idea too. Um, and that's something because I'm so dead at verse just as a person that I never think about that when it comes to the business, but you're absolutely right. So in times where your business is, you know, starting to maybe slow down a little bit for the season, if it's a seasonal thing, then you always have that line of credit that you already got approved for when things were on the up and up. And so I'm that that is a gem right there in, in of itself. Um, and what else would a business need um, a reserve of cash for? So we talked about like, you know, it's like an emergency fund if anything was to happen. And we talked about how we may be able to get those funds. But what else would a business need a reserve of cash for? Because a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, I can just invest it. I can invest it. I can invest it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think you brought it up right on. You, you hit the nail on the head because you said, you know, there was a couple of unexpected expenses that came through your business. I mean, that happens on the regular as well. So you want to make sure that you've got the cash to sustain you through those not only, you know, up and down economic times, but those big bills that you were not expecting. And that happens so often. Yes, 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 yes. And I can always tell like someone that has um, never like really owned a business because they'll look at those numbers, like we were saying the revenue numbers and they're like, oh my gosh, this person must be rich and this and that and this and that. And it's like, well, no, because most of it goes to expenses. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then another common thing I see with business owners too, is they're looking at their bank account to see how well they're doing. Right. So they think that if they've got money in the bank account, then they're good and they can spend it. And they don't think about the cash that's that needs to go out the door to pay the bills. Right. So that's another thing that I really focus on with my clients is showing them that that is not the truth. What's going on in your bank account is not profit. Mm, that is such a gem because it just sounds like we need a budget for our business as well. Just like. Oh, our absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Except in the, in, in the uh, business world, I like to call it a financial plan. <laughs> it doesn't feel so constricting like a budget feels. <laughs> and I'm so glad you said that um, because that's exactly what I talk about. Like in money talk with Tiff in general, it's like getting our brain wrapped around words in different ways. So like, for instance, I preach budget is not to constrict, it's to give you permission, right? Because it's giving you permission to do the things that you want to do and need to do without feeling guilty afterwards. Because usually that's the case. Like usually if people are like, oh, I want to go shopping and they don't have a budget, they're like, oh, well now I can't pay this bill. And it's so it's yes. like, you have your permission to do the things and the same thing with business. Um, you know, yeah. So whether you call it a budget, a spending plan, a financial plan, <laughs> um, all of those things, it all leads to the same thing, y'all. Budgeting, you have to budget. Yeah. yeah. Um, you have to make sure that you live within your means, within your business and your personal finances. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for saying that. Cause I think I drill it in so much that people probably zone me out at this point. 
<laughs> you get, you're getting validation now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So with that being said, right, because we know in our personal lives, money management is important. So when it comes to businesses, like as we're scaling and as we're growing, of course, the expenses usually get bigger and bigger and bigger. Absolutely. So what are, in your experience, what are some money management tips when it comes to scaling your business? Yes, that is a really good question. And that goes back to my financial plan. So when I work with clients who are ready to grow their business, I make sure that we map it out because growth, everybody thinks growth is like so wonderful and it is right. You know, they think, oh, look at all this money coming in and I'm growing and this is great. And, but like you said, they're not considering that their expenses have grown as well. So it can get very risky when you're growing, especially if you're growing really quickly, it's very risky. So there's a lot of um, risk of running out of cash or capital that can sustain that growth if the money's not coming in as quickly as it goes out. So what we do is we create that projection. Um, So what I do is I work with clients, get their goals down on paper and project month after month at minimum for the next 12 months, right? So that not only are you growing your sales revenues, but you're making sure that your expenses are growing in line with your profit margins. So the key is month over month over month to maintain that consistent profit margin because profit margin is basically the percentage of the profit that you're going to make from your sales. So if things are growing, you know, obviously your profit is going to be growing. And, you know, let's say, for example, you have $5,000 worth of profit that you're used to, and now you're getting 10, 20, 30. Um, You need to make sure that that profit margin is consistent with your revenue coming in because if you're making i mean i know i'm throwing out numbers here but but just to really bring home the point i'm trying to make is so if you're making 10 million dollars and in the past before you started growing your profit margins were 20 percent and now you're making 10 million dollars but your profit margin is now five percent that's a red flag that's a big problem And you need to make sure that you go in and see what's going on in your business to make sure that you can uh, resolve these issues and get back to that 20% profit margin or more. Oh my gosh. You just said a whole mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I didn't lose anybody. (laughs) No, no, no. That was so good because the profit margin is important. And see, the thing is like, you think like you were saying, growth is great. Growth is excellent. You know, you can bring in more people, you can make more money, you could do this, you can do that. But then not realizing that there's always a balance, right? Yes. There's always a balance. And so I like that you actually um, project out 12 months at the minimum, because then that gives you an opportunity to see, okay, is this a good route to go? Or maybe we should go a different route. And you can kind of project and circumvent mistakes before they happen. Exactly. And the key is when you've got that 12 month projection. So let's say, okay, so let's say we did it for October 1st to, you know, following year. So October is coming to an end shortly. So what I would get you to do is once your books are closed for October. So that's usually, I say at the maximum 10 to 14 days after the month. 
Okay. That's how tight you have to be. You have to respect your, your deadlines because you need to take that information for October and measure it against what you had planned for, for October and see what's going on. So that if you've got money leaks, you have the opportunity to correct them before they become huge, like a huge negative impact in your, in your profit. Oh my gosh. You are speaking to my heart right now because (laughs) this is exactly what happens in the personal finance part. And what I tell people, like you have to have your budget and then you have to, it's not good enough just to create the budget. You actually have to put the expenses in, see where you were, and then you can use that information to carry on to the next month. Now, I don't know why I didn't think about that for business, because this is something that I don't do, to be honest. And so um, just taking these personal finance principles and applying it to business, it's like, I guess when you're in the the thick of things and exactly. you know, you're on your day to day, these are not things that you think about, but that's why you hire people to think exactly. about these for you. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I have a business coach who tells me, hey, did you think of this? And I'm like, oh my God, that was so obvious. Why did I not think of that? But it's because we're so close to the issue that we tend to just, you know, get caught up in it instead of looking for solutions. Absolutely. So A good takeaway from what Melissa said, because she said so many gems, but if you didn't hear anything else, make sure that you have mentors or people that can be your second set of eyes on situations because it is so imperative. And I have learned that the hard way this year. (laughs) So speaking of the hard way, how can we move past our, you know, maybe mistakes or lessons in our past to change the future um, in our businesses and moving forward? Absolutely. I mean, you know, that's a really good question. And what I often, and I hope that I relate to my clients and just people in general is that our mistakes do not define us. So when we realize we've made a mistake, that's where we have to forgive ourselves and say, you know what, I did the best I could with what I had. So once you, I mean, the important thing is recognizing that mistake and correcting it. So Um, If you can't correct it on your own, seek out that that professional who can help you. And it's never too late to make changes, right? So once you realize where you're at and you're like, okay, well, it feels like, you know, my world is going to end. It's not. You get the help that you need and somebody can help you get out of that situation. So it's mindset. it's, It's recognizing that we're all human and we make mistakes and we learn from them. And that's where our mistakes... Or that's why they're so important because we learn and grow from them. So my, my um, little, I guess, tidbit of wisdom or whatever you want to call it is forgive yourself. Yes. Yes. And you know, that's so important because I look back, like I tell people to fail early and fail often. Right. So get out there, see what happens, you know, start making changes from there and, and keep that cycle going. So on and so forth. But I know mentally, a lot of times what we did wrong in the past keeps replaying. And so we can't like we can't get unstuck. You know what I mean? Whether what? Oh, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Sorry. And I think you're bringing up an excellent point, too. Right. Because money is the most emotionally charged topic, in my in my opinion, like the most. Everybody carries a money story. So whether you are aware of it or not, you are carrying one. And the 
the most important thing you can do as a business owner is recognize that and look within yourself and, and realize what could possibly be holding you back from being the best business owner that you could possibly be. And I mean, I carried a money story. I mean, I, I was in, I've been in the financial business for, oh, over 20 years. And when I started my own business, if anybody told me that I had any money issues, I would have been like, no, you're, you're ridiculous. Like, like I've seen it all. I've done it all. And sure enough, I had my own money mindset. I had issues around selling. Right. And it took me a while to, to realize that, you know what, I'm offering help for people. Like it's okay to ask for money in return because I need to survive just like anybody else. I deserve that just like anybody else. So we all have our, our money mindset issues and being the best business owner that you can be is constantly check in with your mindset constantly because you may be great one day, but the next day it could sneak up on you and something could be holding you back. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you said that. Cause I literally had this conversation maybe about an hour ago, and, oh. <laughs> but it's so true. It's like, um, you know, if you, oh man, that's so deep, so deep, so deep, so deep, because at the end of the day, you know, even if you love what you do, right? We love what we do. Um, we get so caught up in the love of it that we forget the profit part of it or we forget the revenue part of it. Um, and so what you said was golden and I've struggled with that myself. I'm like, oh, well, I can just do free this, free that, or you know, do super discounts on things and things. And then I had a realization I was like, okay, Tiffany, this is your full-time job. And so at the end of the day, would you go work for someone for free? Probably exactly. not. <laughs> yeah. So why are you doing it to yourself and your business? And so that was a mindset. Like I literally had that switch this year and I've been doing it. Um, it'll be four years in December. So sometimes it takes time, but it's all about awareness. It's all about awareness. Exactly. Good for so, you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, Cause that, that is a struggle getting through that. And, and first of all, recognizing it is hard. So I, I applaud you for that. That's fantastic. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I mean, that was just a gem. I mean, people, if you are an entrepreneur, please value yourself. Um, Cause that's another part of it too. Sometimes it goes to self-worth issues uh, that you don't even realize that you have. Um, and so if you are an entrepreneur, please charge what you're worth and then add additional on top of that. Yeah. Add tax. <laughs> so thank you so much, Melissa, for coming on the show today. You dropped oh, so thank many you. So Oh, it's been so much fun. I love talking about money with people. It's fantastic. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Absolutely. No problem. So if anybody was interested in finding out more about you or, you know, what services you offer and things like that, where can they find you? Absolutely. So my my main website is melissahoustoncpa.com and there you can download, I have a guide that is the five-step roadmap to biz finance freedom. And it talks about getting your financial foundation in place. So I encourage you to grab that guide. It's free and it gives you a general idea of what you need to do in your business. Uh, you can also catch me on the Business Society podcast and I have a blog, thebusinesssociety.co. And obviously you can follow my column at Forbes. Awesome, awesome. Well, I will have all of those show notes in 
um, I will have all of that information in the show notes. Awesome. <laughs> so definitely make sure that you click on that information. If you're listening, don't worry about writing it all down. It's all in the show notes and you can follow Melissa or go ahead and hire her because we talked about having mentors. <laughs> That's right. I do coaching, one-on-one coaching, and I do virtual CFO services done for you. So awesome. I would love to hear from people. Absolutely. And I will definitely be reaching out actually right now. (laughs) Thank you so much. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient.